Welcome to the Yes You Can podcast, a soft place to land for fit pros and aspiring entrepreneurs looking for a motivational cheerleader who's been through it all and believes your best life is about being brave and tapping into your magic. Hi, I'm Hannah Pratt, an online coach and vulnerability queen. I'm here ready to share my experiences through grief, life, and finding my place on the podium to help you level up. So grab a latte and a notebook and get ready to be inspired through the Yes You Can podcast. Hello, friends. I am so thrilled to welcome you to today's conversation with Jordan at Healthy Bunhead on Instagram. Jordan is an instructor, the lead instructor at a cycle bar in the US. For those of you who are listening and don't know me, I'm in Canada. (laughs) And so I always love connecting with fit pros, spin instructors from around the world. There's been so many, I would say 75% of the people who've taken my course instructor magic who are not Canadian and not from Winnipeg. And Jordan is one of those people that I connect with, connected with online and subsequently developed this wonderful friendship with. She is a former instructor magic student. So she took my course last year and added so much to the community, the community of fit pros who are within instructor magic connect online. We have discussions, we get together on zoom calls And it's wonderful to share with people who have like-minded approaches and who want to help each other too. (laughs) I'm going to talk a little bit of instructor magic right now because I'm about to launch. I'm so excited to welcome a new cohort into the course after taking a bit of a hiatus since April. I have not offered this. So there's a wonderful wait list of people who want to join. And before I get into the conversation with Jordan, because we do talk about it a little bit, I wanted to give everybody the heads up that I am running two free masterclasses on November 6th and November 8th. That's Sunday evening. So I know nobody's teaching at that time. <laughs> and Tuesday, right after work, I believe I chose 545 CDT, but honestly, you'll have to check the show notes because I did it very quickly. If there are, if there is demand for another webinar, I will add a third, but the replay will be available to those who register. So even if you're not sure if you can make it live, definitely register. The people who attend those masterclasses are going to get a, a bonus offer to join Instructor Magic. So a slight discount on the program, which is always nice, along with a few free resources that I have never offered anywhere else. Included in one is my top 100 motivational tracks. And I have actually sorted them by BPM and have a spread have suggested choreography, suggested words, suggested themes that you could take and then run with if you're lacking inspiration among a few other resources that I'm going to keep quiet for now because I'm going to release other podcast episodes before then. But those registration links are in the show notes. So I would, and there's limited seats for these ones. I want to keep them intimate. I've done like more than 20 of these in the past. And I love having a ton of energy, but I also love being able to do a lot of Q&A. And not to worry, this is not a webinar or masterclass where you need to have your camera on. It's just me talking to you and we have a chat box going. So I'm super excited. Those masterclasses are going to focus on similar themes that I'm focusing on with this round of Instructor Magic. This is the sixth time I'm doing this cohort style course where it's really more of a coaching program. I'm there giving you suggestions, asking or answering your questions that are coming up while you're taking the six-week course. There's more than 100 videos. And this year, I'm so excited, I will have a choreography vault. So I will actually have a vault, a library of videos specifically for choreography moves that I am recording 
on a bike with a microphone. And whether you decide to use those exact same words to describe a move or not, they're going to get you inspired so that you can pop a video on right before you teach or maybe a week before you teach, depending on when you make your playlists and get inspired to introduce new choreography into your rides. So there's that theme that's, that we're going to touch on in terms of how to effectively coach and cue. And then secondly, we are going to be talking about explosive energy. And thirdly, we're going to be talking about building community. So th these are the three themes of this next round of Instructor Magic. And that's going to be in my masterclass where I go give an overview about musicality, motivation, marketing, voice, and presence. I'm also... I'm going to keep this last part of secret, but I have masterclass instructors lined up. So for those who haven't, don't know about Instructor Magic, I bring in guest instructors who are subject matter experts or who do something really well, knowing that the way I teach is one approach, but I love to complement the curriculum with fantastic humans from around the world. One is Sarah Davis, astrologist. So that is a voice coach along with being a spin instructor and a bar instructor. So she knows both the medical side of how to protect your voice and how to amplify and project, but also the realities of how, like how we're trying to do this in a room and make sure that we effectively communicate, enunciate, and have a, a really dynamic voice. So there's a live masterclass with her and then a few others that again, I'm going to keep secret, but that is my introduction for Instructor Magic. If you are interested in investing in your professional development and leveling up, if you are a spin instructor who's been on the podium for a few months, who's struggling, or an aspiring one, and you really want to build your set of skills before you even go into an audition, I have Instructor Magic. I also have Podium Prep, which is a mini course to help you get ready for auditions. So there's these last two rounds that I'm doing for 2022 this is the time to get inside if you are interested. The registration links, again, are in the show notes, and that is just for the masterclasses. You cannot join Instructor Magic just yet, but you can join the waitlist, and those who are on the waitlist get and another little bonus, maybe some one-on-one -on -one time with me, perhaps. So now, segueing into my conversation with Jordan, she is a cycle bar instructor and content creator on a mission to make group fitness more inclusive for instructors and clients alike. She believes that everybody and every body belongs in the fitness industry. I absolutely loved our conversation today. Jordan and I shared a bit of a similar story in terms of not having the easiest pathway to the podium. And that was one of the things that resonated most or a, a lot with the people are aspiring instructors and have connected with me and I know have connected with her. We talk about rejection, what that feels like, how to continue on the pathway to trying to teach as a fitness instructor and what that feels like when it doesn't seem to just happen for you. We talk a lot about body inclusivity and neutrality on that bike and how to actually do that in practice. And a lot of niche instructor humor that I feel like sometimes <laughs> there are certain things that only other fit pros understand, whether it is a mic, the microphone to saga of trying to make sure that you have enough of them or when messing up and flubbing your words on the microphone, which happens to me like quite literally daily. And I have to just go with it and laugh it off. Or even when you ask for a shout out and you ask for energy and then nobody responds. <laughs> 
And she produces fantastic content on Instagram that honestly, I half the time I'm like, I had that exact same idea for this reel and she beat me to it, which is amazing. It's there's something there's some commiseration and camaraderie that I love that she promotes, but she also promotes inclusivity and body neutrality in the way that she coaches. So we talk about what that actually looks like in practice. We also talk about small class sizes. This is something that she's recently like in the best way, I, I wouldn't say go viral, but she's had a lot of engagement on some of her posts that are talking about small class sizes and how to approach them. And while I, Instructor Magic, does have a goal of getting you to be able to have waitlisted classes, we being able to teach to a small room confidently and really connect with those riders and be nimble in your approach and change the way you actually teach to a small room is something we talk about in this discussion as well. She is also a digital creator and has a fantastic merch line of stickers and other things coming up that we talk about that is mostly spin focused. But even if you're not a spin instructor, these are really cool, beautiful sayings that you, and honestly, they are beautiful. I love her energy and I love her whole aesthetic, really bright colors, bringing a lot of joy to whatever she does. So without further ado, I would love to welcome Jordan to the Yes You Can podcast. Jordan, I'm so excited to be speaking with you today on the podcast. Welcome to our chat. Thank you. I'm. This is awesome and crazy, and I'm glad we get to do this. Grateful. Yeah, I have been chatting with fellow fit pros more often recently. And I love that we connected through Instagram, which is where you post a lot of meaningful content. And you went through Instructor Magic and you impact so many instructors with the messages that you share, the funny, relatable stuff that I feel like, <laughs> I think you call it niche fitness instructor humor yes. with the stuff that you share. And I'm always laughing and often I'm like, I was going to do that exact same reel and I'm so glad that you did because there's just people who get it. And so I thought for the people who don't know Jordan and don't know her incredible story, I would love to start by asking you where you teach and then getting into actually how you found your way to the podium. I am, I'm Jordan. I was a professional dancer and that's how I found indoor cycling is my agent recommended that I work on my physique, which is a whole nother can of worms. And I absolutely mm -hmm. disagree with this statement, but thank God they prompted me this because I took a cycling class based on recommendation from my agent in New York City in 2016. And I hated it at first. <laughs> and I <laughs> vowed I would never return. I, I feel like we all had that experience. <laughs> oh my gosh. I was like last row sidebar. I couldn't do anything. I couldn't stand up. I was like, mm. are these people like this? Why do they look so happy? Yeah. And six months later, I decided to try it again. And I took a different instructor at a different studio and I fell in love with it. And then it, as anyone who has ever taken a cycling class knows, it quickly becomes an addiction. Mm. And about six months into me cycling two or three times a day. I was addicted. Yeah. It was there all the time. And it was also my safe space. As a right. professional dancer, you're in a lot of rooms where people tell you what to do with your body and how it should look and mm. tell you all the things that are wrong with it. And so I liked indoor cycling because I got to be the boss of what I did with my body and whether or not I thought it was of merit and the things that made mm -hmm. me feel worth the were things that made me feel strong 
And so I thought mm. I could probably teach this. I'm a dancer. I'm comfortable in front of people and I'm pretty good at it. I've taken like a thousand cycling classes at that point, something crazy. And so I started yeah. auditioning and it, in New York City, it's of the elite. So it was very competitive and I faced a lot of rejections. <laughs> A lot of projections. And so I started working with a couple of instructors I respected and asked very honestly what I could do to improve. And I really appreciate these people because these are people who would say, I have to run after class, but if you stand outside the shower door, I'll talk to you while I'm getting ready to go. <laughs> I love that. It's amazing. Like I know for a fact that I had someone who was a soul cycle instructor teach me how to find RPMs while she was showering mm. and I was just standing there taking notes. <laughs> I'll never. I love, I actually love, I think you more in this story. The fact that you're like, this is how hungry I am. I will soak up all of this knowledge like a sponge literally while getting like shower spray on me. <laughs> literally. I'm like turning around so I don't see you because sometimes studio <laughs> showers have like a curtain. Yes. Leaves yeah. The imagination. So I was obsessive about it. I am a person mm. who takes one thing and I make that thing my personality. <laughs> and I think a lot of us can relate. And it's why we teach fitness is because we're very obsessive about that one thing. But I started to, one of my really trusted cycling instructor friends, she now teaches for Atkins Army. She's amazing, Sophia. She said that I was doing it for the wrong reason. And that resonated with me. And I was here yeah. to teach fitness because I thought I could. Not because mm. I thought I could make a difference or change someone's life for the better. And that's when I reevaluated because I knew the real reason why I wanted to teach cycling is because it totally changed my perspective about my body and it made me feel welcome and comfortable and strong. And so when I started to think about what I could add to the fitness industry in terms of welcoming people and helping them feel the same things I felt I started to see more success so callbacks and getting invited to instructor trainings but then COVID happened and so hmm. I had left New York amazingly karmic karmically whatever right before COVID happened okay and during that time I got my boyfriend actually sent me a LinkedIn job application for a cycle bar that was opening up 10 minutes from where we lived in New York history. So I'm the lead instructor at my cycle bar studio and I've been there for two years. I teach six to seven times a week and that is currently the only modality that I teach. I'm all in on indoor cycling. I love that. That's the story of being rejected from auditions is one that I think a lot of people can relate to, especially people who come from a dance background. And while you might have been like a little bit more used to it. I'm not sure. Like I, I certainly was never a dancer. I actually, I can barely do a Zumba class. Like truly, like my coordination is not there, but putting yourself in a position where you're, you're, you're doing your best. And then it's a, it's a quick yes or no is hard. And then especially when you are becoming an instructor, there's this like journey that a lot of people go on that I don't think more people are talking about it now, but it feels very lonely. It feels like you're being rejected as a person. It feels like you're not good enough. And especially when you have this dream that's inside you that I think I can do this. And I think I can really, I have a voice and I have a message I want to bring to people. It can be really hard when you don't quote unquote fit in with a studio or even if it's not the right time, 
it's a hard thing to build your confidence back up and try again and again. And however many times, can I ask how many times you auditioned before you found your home at Cycle Bar? A lot. And I've auditioned everywhere. I lived in New York and at the time there were not Cycle Bar studios in New York. So mm-hmm. I've auditioned for everyone. I auditioned for SoulCycle five times. I auditioned for Flywheel, RIP, probably 12 times. That was wow. the studio I resonated a lot with. And funny story, in either 2016 or 2017, a new cycling studio was opening up in New York City, auditioning for instructors, which turned out to be Peloton. And I did the craziest audition for Peloton once upon a time. Wow. It's so interesting how the industry has like changes quickly too, right? All of a sudden there's a studio that's there and then there's another one that's gone and then the studio is massive. And I think the if there's a message that people can take is I hope that if this is a dream that you have, find the reasons why, because I feel like we have a very similar perspective on the fact that even though it's quote unquote, just spin for some people or just a workout for a lot of people, including myself, it's more than that. And it feels like that safe and soft place to land and to find yourself and to be connected with community and all the things. And so what I've really loved watching from you and and the moment I saw you, I was like, she's a star. She's an absolute star. She's going to her Instagram is going to blow up and not in a way that's like she's going to be super popular. It's that she has a message that is unique and a light and a joy that she's bringing to all of her videos and content that is literally you can see it through the screen. And what I really love seeing is the message of inclusive fitness. And so could you talk a little bit about what that means to you as an instructor and kind of the space that you try and create? Absolutely. When I was in New York, I was taking the elite fitness classes led by really incredible elite athletes. It was like an invite only situation until I stumbled Mm. on my favorite fitness instructor whose motto was make everyone a winner. And Mm. that resonated with me and it stuck with me. And I knew that I wanted to embody that when I started teaching because as someone who heard the word no so many times a day for so many reasons, I felt like a loser. Not that I was putting that on myself, but it was like the world telling me no over and over again feels crappy. So when someone tells me, yes, you belong, you're doing a great job. And this is the reason why you're doing what you're doing. Not about how you look, not about what size you are, not about what you're gaining or what you're losing. Just like my favorite fitness instructor told me I was doing this so that I could be the strongest dancer and kick healthy and turn healthy and leap healthy. And that was the first time I was introduced to body neutrality in terms of Mm. working out for a purpose that's specific to you, not Mm -hmm. an aesthetic reason. And I knew when I came to the podium that I wanted to make everyone feel the way she made me feel. And I'm so glad I landed at Cycle Bar because I love that their mission is inclusivity and accessibility, especially moving forward, adding formats and modalities in Cycle Bar that invite everyone to the table. I Mm -hmm. also moved from New York back home to the Midwest. So in Kansas City, Missouri, it's where I live. Indoor cycling is a new thing. There have Mm. been studios here, but they, it's about five or six years that indoor cycling has really taken up in Kansas City. So I'm educating people on indoor cycling. I'm Mm. with bodies that have a lot of different experiences and a lot of people who are very anxious about cycling especially when fitness is such a vulnerable thing to begin with. And you see all these tropes on television of 
indoor cycling instructors or just mm-hmm. instructors in general being these scary, tiny, loud yeah. people. And that's yeah. not the truth. And that's not successful for everyone. So I want to make everyone feel successful in my classes, no matter if they're just pedaling, if they're just happy to be there, or if they're going like full out, pedal to the metal, whatever they need is what I'm here to celebrate. I know that we share that approach and it can be hard when people see on social media, especially like a representation of indoor cycling, which I think is sometimes the most extreme, right? It's like the craziest choreo, like the fastest BPMs, the the fit pros who look a certain way and nothing else. And that is not representative, I believe, of where I live in Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada, where it's not, it's, it's big, it's a big city, it's a big province, but it's not like Toronto or Vancouver or New York where there's some of that competition and a, with a, like stakes are higher, whatever you want to call it. And so there are lots of folks who are coming to Wheelhouse where I teach for the first time who have never done spin before. And when they see something on social media, they're like, that spin? And like, no, that's like one one moment of an extreme representation of what spin can be. And it's certainly not every song is going to be 130 or higher. It's not going to be out of the saddle. There are options. And for everyone, no matter how long you've been riding or if this is your first ride, whatever feels good to you that day. And I try and hammer that message home. But sometimes getting folks into the door is one of the hardest parts. And I think that's why it's so important that we share these messages on social media and what you do and where you lead with inclusive fitness so that all bodies can feel and all people who inhabit those bodies can feel comfortable coming to your rides. And what I love that you're talking about is the different ride formats that Cycle Bar is implementing. We have a wheel, wheel prep 101 for new riders. And because of Instructor Magic, I've gotten to know a lot of Cycle Bar instructors and I love the formats that you, you have that are definitely, I feel, very accessible to anybody. Can you talk a little bit about the format of, of those rides and what they're like or how you make, maybe how you make your rides accessible in terms of like choreography and speed and all that sort of stuff? The number one thing I do to make my ride accessible, especially for new riders or riders who have taken 10 classes or less, is meet with them one-on-one before class and say, hey, I'm going to do these in this class and this is what this looks like. And here's an alternative plan. So if this doesn't resonate mm. or feel good with you today, there's a couple different things you can do. I think it's so terrifying. I know from my first experience is when you enter a room and they're like, okay, elbow dips or tap backs. You're like, what is that? What is for right. You don't yeah. know what it is. And so I think it's really important to make that one-on-one connection with someone who is newer to indoor cycling and coach them before class if they come in, if they come in early enough. If they're coming in five minutes for class, we can't meet. But just that like heads up, <laughs> that warning, that blueprint is something that yeah. we can do. And then, of course, you know this, but something else that helps me is making a playlist before class, but then checking my class roster to see if this playlist is just me vamping or showboating, then it's wrong. I need to mm-hmm. make a playlist that appeals to people in class that I know, but also people in class that I don't know that are coming for the first time or coming back to cycling after a break or have taken six classes and are finally starting to feel confident. How can I mm-hmm. building it and not destroy it by that 130 out of the saddle? Unnecessary. Yeah. Unnecessary. 
Unnecessary. Yeah. Yesterday, I, this is going off topic for Vic, but like yesterday, I really needed that physical release. And so final track, normally we're out of the saddle for, we're going fast, but I actually ask my riders to vote half the time. I'll be like, who wants to climb, make some noise. Who wants to race, make some noise. And I'm like, surprise, you can do whatever you want. I'm taking the racing often. And I needed that physical release. I needed to push myself to the edge. And so as I was taking it up, I'm like, I'm finishing out of the saddle. This is for me. This is like what I need today. You do what you need. And I think some of that self-governance and options and presenting be like, this is what I need. And then also having you as the instructor lead and be like, I need to sit. I need to recover in this moment and have some of my veteran riders will do whatever they want and they can be they can they take those options and but I ensure that the back row or the side riders or whoever else who is maybe not putting themselves in the front row for whatever reason knows that they can do whatever they want and that's okay and there's no judgment and we're not chasing perfection whatever that they think that looks like and I am the one to take recovery or to take it down because like I there's no, if it, as you said, if it's for you, if you're doing something for you as the instructor so that you look great or that you are, I don't know, accomplishing a piece of choreo that you're excited about and you're not considering who's in the room and what they can do, it's, what's the purpose of this? And realigning yourself with what you said at the beginning of this interview was it's for impacting other people in that room. I love that you, so do you, like I know this, but for other instructors who are listening, because there's going to be many, for how you structure your playlists, are you constantly sort of looking at people who are in the room and adjusting your choreography and being really nimble in that regard? Or do you feel like, because I know that Cycle Bar has a template. And so I think that would probably give you a solid foundation. But then in terms of how you introduce new moves, is it iterative based on who's in that room? For sure. I am a serial class roster checker. You can see I've logged in. We use our software. I've logged in 2,000 times in two years, which if you do the math, that's a ridiculous amount of times per day that I'm checking. But I something also I've started doing in the last two or three months is because I teach six times a week, I'm lucky enough to build onto classes. So I'll introduce choreography on Monday. And then we continue building on it. So Saturday, we're doing a phrase. Monday, mm. maybe it just starts with two count tap backs. But then by Saturday, we're adding on. So we're starting with those two counts, then we're taking it single, then we're adding elbow dips or drops or push-ups or whatever it may be. But I come on the mic before class, I'm like, okay, this is dance class. This is what yeah. we're doing. And if you've been here through the week, when this is what you're feeling, and this is how I want you to feel in the next 45 minutes as we build on to what we know. So that's been really helpful is to look at the class roster, A, and have some alternative plans in mind before class even starts, and then B, to continue building on to something we set the foundation for early on in the week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. It's bringing people into that development of the sequence and like getting them excited to like continue coming back throughout the week too. Like it's this nice sort of stewardship of those relationships so that they're like, they feel a part of it. And by the end of the week, they've gotten it or maybe midweek they've gotten it whenever. I feel lucky enough, really dedicated group of riders who come to some of, some of them come to all my rides and like they're at all hours of the day. And I'll joke, I'm like, I've seen you more than I've seen like my actual boyfriend this week because (laughs) he's not in my rides. And I feel like when you build this community and you bring them into those 
just like they see the development they feel like it's like teen atmosphere if you will like I love sports I played sports and so when people are like coming back and they're improving to whatever their goal is I love that sequence like we're building on and something I'm probably gonna steal and do myself switching gears a bit I like your Instagram presence and the way you developed your brand on social media has been amazing and I love to see again the reels that you post and so in in Instructor Magic I talk a lot about marketing and how you can build connections with riders before and after a ride by sending them like DM conversations or having them encouraging them to message you if they want to give you feedback or have questions how has this journey been in like social media because it can be a wonderful place and it can be a challenging place but you've obviously resonated with a lot of people. And I think even the last week, I've seen your follower count go from 12,000 to 12.5. There's like momentum happening. Yeah. So I would like to start off with saying to everyone that social media is not an overnight success. And you know this because you've been building your platform too. But I started my Instagram in 2013. So it's not like overnight, mm. I have 10,000 followers. It's like I have been putting in this word since I was a freshman in college. But it just takes one reel sometimes to really start a wildfire and attract people to your account. And so I was talking about this on my page last week, but if you have inspiration and you want to create content, whether it be a carousel post or a reel or a hard post, strike while the iron is hot, make it don't care about what people think. People will think you're cringy. I know people think I'm cringy. I know that they send my stories with mean messages to their friends because they've accidentally sent it back to me. And I'm oh, okay, that's sad. But I, it doesn't really sit with me because I, I feel inspired to create content that I enjoy creating. I have a lot of fun doing it. I know mm -hmm. it, it strikes a chord with people. And I've talked about this too, is that there's always meme accounts or inside joke accounts for like teachers and nurses and why can't fitness instructors have that too? And I think that's mm -hmm. what I aim to build is as someone who wanted to be a fitness instructor more than anything and worked years to accomplish this, this is my life. It's not going mm -hmm. anywhere. And I know that other people feel the same way. So where can we talk about all the things that we love through cringy reels? <laughs> But I love them. And I think that that point is, is so key about like, like you're going to attract the right people the more you're willing to put yourself out there and put your personality out there. And you're going to let the ones who find you cringy, like self disbelief. Like then if you find this cringy, you can unfollow and that's completely fine. And if they're spending their time like talking about you, it's like that is it's unfortunate that they're not doing something that they love, that they are willing to be brave enough to put themselves out there with. Because that's, I feel like I talk about this a lot in my rides and I try and get people to like, you are going to offend people the brighter you shine, period. And, but by holding yourself back, you're doing a disservice to those people who need your light. So be aware, it's not going to be an easy path when you are stepping into your potential and stepping into your purpose. And I truly believe this is your purpose, like of inspiring others and sharing your truth. And it's, there's going to be people who are offended by that because they don't know what that feels like and they haven't found their own either. 
And it's something in spin instructors and people will make fun of us and say, are you just a spin instructor? I had a post on that. I know you've shared similar content, but look at what you're doing. It's amazing. And I think it goes beyond just like the spin instructors with riders are obviously resonating with what you're sharing and loving the positivity. I love the story. What is it? Like the filter that's like, what's the vibe of the day? <laughs> like you have your own now, don't you? I, yeah. One of my incredible friends, Bella, made my own filter, but I'm mad because one of the vibes of the day you get is healthy bun head and I have yet to get it. Really? Yeah. Big <laughs> hater energy that that filter will not give that to me. Watch me use it and get healthy bun head energy, the vibe of the day. I love that. I'll be supportive of you. Have you seen anybody get it yet? Yeah. People have got healthy bun head and they always tag me and it's like a single tear rolls down my cheek. <laughs> one day, one day you will get your own vibe. I'm really excited about birthdays that. birthdays in a couple of weeks. So I'm like, for my birthday, I'm just going to, we're going to get it. Let the stars align. And the other thing you've done is extend your brand outside of Instagram and Reels. And now you're doing stickers and merch and stuff. Can you talk about that? I first of all, I need to every time I go to Etsy, like they're like sold out. And I also need to figure out if you do international shipping, we can talk about this offline. <laughs> but but you're about to restock some more. And so talk about your merch. I it's been a bucket list item for a long time. I don't know why. I've just always wanted to design something. And I'm turning 30 this year, which I know is still very young. But it does feel like a benchmark in my life where it's you need to send it or delete it. So something I've been trying to do this year is the things that scare me, which sounds really cliche and again, cringy, but it is true. If you don't do these things, you're going to let them sit on a shelf and you're going to think about them and pine away at what could have been. So mm-hmm. I, on a whim, I just, I had been building designs, but that's all they were is things that lived in my brain. And I finally ordered some and I only ordered 500 to start because I was like 500 is a really audacious number and I'll never sell these and I launched them and my boyfriend and I went out to dinner and after dinner he was like Jordan you're almost sold out which was crazy and so exciting and so it's been really fun and again like my thing is that fitness is my life and it's all I want to talk about outside of class and in class and these stickers or t-shirts or whatever it may be are just something that I can take to the outside world to continue being passionate about the things that I love and opening conversations with people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I, I, the ones that I, that come to mind or like, is it every bot, every body yeah. like belongs on a bike, which is an amazing message. And then you have some funny ones too, that are like asking about my playlist. Yes, let's <laughs> chat about it. What are some others that like, or what are the most popular ones? Has there been like, like a bestseller that like, yeah. that more, more, because I've seen so many of the instructor magic instructors like Spencer and Emily, I think, and others who have scooped them up, but have there been ones that are like more popular than yes. others or? The two that I can keep in stock are Everybody Belongs on a Bike, which like fills my heart because amen. And then the second one is, of course, Ask Me About My Playlist. <laughs> <laughs> Like so the two that I know. And this can't be easy. Like I've, to be honest, and I've talked about this a lot with my writers and they're like, do it already. I've been wanting to do, yes, you can merch yes. and do like motivational phrases. I have 
this we're both wearing smileys today and this says yes you can on it which i love i'm like we're so in the same energy but i'm all about digital products and courses and things that are like you can create on canva get out there launch and so like product sourcing and shipping and delivering i'm like i'm gonna do it i'm gonna do it but <laughs> it's, i might need to ask you for advice on this after because it, it is like a wild world was that a big learning curve for you or were you just i'm excited just i like I, yeah what was it like I was excited, but I will tell you that I created the Etsy account and everything was beautiful. I'm great at setting up aesthetics and copywriting and taking photos, editing them. When it came time to shipping logistics, I almost gave up. And my boyfriend can attest to this because I cried when I got my first order and I couldn't figure out how to ship it. Um, but luckily he's amazing and his family runs a business where they ship a lot of packages. And so he helped me and set me up. And once I overcame that learning curve, I was like, yeah, I can probably figure out how to ship other products too. That's awesome. That's fantastic. Yeah. That's like the logistics of things. I'm always like, that's, it's like I have, I've spoken about having ADHD. And so I have a very high creative energy for things that I'm excited about. And then once I hit a roadblock, I'm like, None. how do I get excited about this? How do I get excited about this? Because I hate this part and I just want to outsource it. And thankfully I have a fantastic assistant now who helps me with some of those things. Because I'm like, there's just going to be a point where this, like the momentum will pause. Designing stuff, all of that, like the exciting, fun things. But I can't imagine how, how wonderful it'll feel. Like I know when I created Instructor Magic and had that creation feeling of, having it on the world and having people actually sign up for it. I was like, I can't believe somebody actually enrolled in this. And now we're at this point. So I feel like it'd be similar to seeing your stickers on computers and water bottles and all the things that people are taking you in and how exciting that would be. It's really exciting every time, honestly. I think at this point, I have received over 300 orders. And every time I write a thank you note or pack an order, I'm just insanely grateful and happy because this is something I've worked for a long time. And it makes me happy to know how many people will see that or be impacted by a sticker on a water bottle in class or mm -hmm. whatever it may be. So I just have insane gratitude. I yeah, That's amazing. Are you going to be doing other types of merch? Is this something you, you're like? Yeah. No, I'm definitely, I have a cart of $1,000 worth of t-shirts that I'm just like waiting to press send on. <laughs> but definitely t-shirts. So exciting. I'm going to be placing an order for sure. Um, I can't wait. National ship. <laughs> I know, exactly. I'll make what a lot of what figures do is because we've had to deal with like amazing stores in the US and then don't ship to Canada or pay duty or whatever. So what we do is literally drive two hours or maybe it's like an hour. I don't even know. Drive not so far to the border. There's actual ship like places you can order it to an American address, cross the border, come back the same day, <laughs> pick it up. <laughs> and I'm like, we'll do it. Gas prices right now are not favorable of this approach, but I'm also looking at buying some furniture and I've had some fun experiences. Welcome to the Yes You Can podcast, a soft place to land for fit pros and aspiring entrepreneurs looking for a motivational cheerleader who's been through it all and believes your best life is about being brave and tapping into your magic. Hi, I'm Hannah Pratt, an online coach and vulnerability queen. I'm here ready to share my experiences through grief, life, and finding my place on the podium to help you level up. So grab a latte and a notebook and get ready to be inspired through the Yes You Can podcast. But I've done this in the past and they're like, why are you coming into? I'm like, I'm picking up a camera for my dogs. They're like, 
the border agent was like, what? I'm like, I want to watch my dogs when I'm at work. And they don't. He's like, just I'm like, sorry. But I will do it for a healthy bunhead t-shirt for sure. I I feel like I want to, there's like more to say. And so I wanted to talk about instructor development. And because you've become a lead instructor now with Cycle Bar, like how has it been like mentoring others? Are you part of the training programs for those instructors coming into to Cycle Bar or like what is in your role? So I am scouting talent and developing talent. Anyone who expresses interest in auditioning or maybe writers that have said, this is something I've thought about. It is my job to get them up to that point where we pass on to Cycle Bar where they can say yes or no. And so mm-hmm. the worst part of this is now delivering rejections or mm-hmm. not nows to people that I love or people that are just really passionate about what they do. And so my biggest goal has been to speak with empathy and speak in terms mm-hmm. of this is not a never because I wish someone would have told me that. This is not a never, but your voice and projection is just not ready. Facts. Mm-hmm. And so it's been such, that's the best part of this job is identifying someone with a talent and a passion and then fast forwarding through all the training, taking their first class. That's really awesome. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, it's the best to be able to see that in real life for me with instructors who have joined Podium Prep. And I think Jeanette, she's a, she's now a cycle bar instructor. I don't know where. Is her somewhere caught in the net? Yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I'm like, Instagram is how I know. Like Me she know. had sent me, yeah, she had sent me a message two years ago and actually the conversation with her and then another conversation with the studio owner is what inspired me to develop Instructor Magic because she had talked about her experience with failed auditions and rejections and all of that. And I've been like, she took Instructor Magic and like, I've been watching and I'm like, all I want to do is fly to all these studios and see these instructors in real life and see their first ride. And Spencer from Denver too. He was also in Instructor Magic round one. And he's the best. He's amazing. And when his first ride, I remember I sent flowers to the studio and I was trying to figure out how to do that from here and coordinate with his the shift cycle. And they're amazing. I just love the community of people that are online. And I'm like, no matter... I hope we all get to meet one day. But until then, I love that we can support each other from afar. And one of the great messages that you shared recently that has given me some some like food for thought, if you will, is about teaching to smaller classes and teaching to smaller groups of people. And <clears throat> I feel like it's as a, I always use the DJ metaphor, I'm like, it's easier to DJ to a full dance floor than it is to a a smaller one it's just and it's the same thing with leading I but some of those smaller rides have been my most favorite and what I try to do with instructor magic when I talk about waitlisted classes is not to say that's that non-waitlisted classes aren't as good or those like those rides aren't as meaningful but I want people to know how to build community, how to build momentum, how to build energy so they can get confident. And then no matter what the size of the ride, they feel excited and they feel like they know that they're going to impact people. But that was one of your most recent reels that was super resonated so much with people. And so can you talk a little bit about the message? Because I think it was like stories first and then you turned yeah. it into a reel, right? I was talking about 
rolling with low numbers and how to stay inspired when you teach to smaller classes. And really the two takeaways from that were A, to remember that they're not numbers, they're people. And Mm -hmm. these are people who stopped their day and plan their day around working out with you. So it's really Mm -hmm. a gift that they have taken this time out of their life that they will literally never get back to move with you. Mm -hmm. So whether you are teaching to a room of three or 30, those are people who have decided that this is what they want to do. I would also like Mm -hmm. to say you'll never be able to teach to a room of 30 if you can't teach to a room of three. Yeah, A lot of people just can't fathom that. And it's Mm -hmm. God's honest truth. And my other takeaway was tough love. It's like, it's still a class you get to teach because the pandemic took away a lot of people's classes Mm -hmm. and a lot of people's opportunities to be an instructor. So if I'm teaching to a class of five, it's still a gift because that class is not promised and I'm not owed that class. So Mm -hmm. to feel sad that it's not different than it is just a waste of my time and my writer's time when they deserve full class energy. Yeah, I love that. Something that we have spoken about recently in the Instructor Magic Facebook group and Flori Weinstein from Champion Spin. She's amazing. She's going to be on the podcast too. We've already recorded the interview and she said she loved you. And I was like, it's all love everywhere. Yeah. And somebody had asked, what is it? Like, how can I get my numbers up? Was feeling a lot of anxiety around that. And Flo, I love this tip that she did or said was like, she treats those like her VIPs. And I love that approach because I'm like, truthfully, like one-on-one attention comes at a greater cost, usually for coaching or for personal trainer or whatever. And I'm like, you're getting an intimate experience. And something I love to do is, is to teach in a way or lead in a way, get, move your bike, be in the row with them if you can, if that's what, if your studio allows that. I like hop off my bike and I'm right in the front row with them. I like, we change the format a little bit. It's a little bit more intimate and it's not like I'm trying to treat it the way I would with 35 people. I think like that being able to be flexible and I don't know if you know this other instructor ride with Emily on Instagram. Yeah. She's, and she's fantastic. She told me she had one rider come through one of her rides recently and she's before instructor magic, I would have probably canceled and cried about it. And instead I gave like full room energy and was like popped on a bike right beside her. She's like, she probably thought I was absolutely insane. <laughs> she had like full room energy, like you said, but I'm like, that rider's always going to remember that and is going to be so impressed that you gave your time and honored your time, like their time with that energy and that commitment to your craft. So I love that real. And I do think like numbers is something that people like it's different than it was pre-pandemic. Like the view, what we can assume is going to happen with in summer months changes, like people's behaviors have changed. And so being able to ride those waves, as you mentioned, I think is really important and not take it as a reflection of you and your worth as an instructor based on how many people clip in. Sometimes things are busy. Sometimes people are like on vacation or whatever. It has nothing to do with you and your worth and like the way you lead. Absolutely. There's so many factors that go into it that you don't see. Like you mentioned earlier, gas prices. People are driving to spin classes if gas is free. Things could be occurring in the community. Like we, our most popular class is Hip Hop Tuesday. It's led by one of my amazing instructors. And it was really low one night. We're like, what is, 
where are all the people? And it was back to school night in our mm. school district. Things like that could be happening. I know the weather's <laughs> nice. We have an amazing outdoor trail in the city that I live. And so people ride that and they don't come into class. People who teach midday classes, me, I'm the midday queen, is, yeah, it's hard to get a full room at 9 a.m. Yeah, forward. absolutely. So all these yeah. things are factors and it's not about you as an instructor. And I think you've mentioned this before, but that's a great opportunity to ask writers that you trust for feedback. Are you resonating with my playlist? Is this choreography impacting you? How do you feel about these things? Not that that Mm -hmm. should totally sway how you teach a class, but it can be really good insight in future programming. Yeah, totally. It's like, there's going to be exceptions to the rule, but if you feel like you're, if you feel like you're not quite hitting your stride in whatever reason, I do this often where I'll put a story, like pull up on my stories and just, what do you want to see more of? It's, and it's in a phrase in a positive way that, and I have these prompts in Instruct Magic, little shout out, but it's like, what do you want to see more of? What do you, what, out of these themes, which one do you want to see first? So, so you're not asking people for permission. You're really like, you're directing their priority, if that makes sense. And so you can use all those themes, but you just see which one do you want to see first? Vote on like your favorites. And sometimes, and or why do you love riding with me? What do you like? And you, not only is it nice to see those things, and especially if you're, if you're feeling like a lack of confidence, but then you might be surprised. Like I, I think a lot of us can get stuck in the trap of, even though we have this approach to fitness and to inclusivity and to everything, it's like, sometimes we feel pressure to come up with the best choreo and all the stuff. And like, we wanted the biggest energy. And my writers will be like, your messages. I love the way you motivate. It has nothing to do with the speed or the playlist or anything. It's like, it's my words. And so that sort of gives me permission to relax and sink into the stuff that is working. And like, I would say like pour gasoline on that, the stuff that people want to see more of and not spread yourself too thin and try to be everybody, everything for everybody, but just go with what, with what's working. And yeah, asking for feedback. It's, it's helpful. It's, it gives you, so you're not feeling like you're throwing whatever at the wall, spaghetti at the wall and seeing and, and causing yourself unnecessary anxiety as a result. But numbers are there. Like I, the, the login thing that you said about logging in 2000 times, I'm like, I have the app on my phone. I have the Marianne attack on my phone. And I literally am like, partly because I have the admin abilities with Wheelhouse. So I'm like constantly checking, but I love to see who's in the ride and, and sending them a message or whatever, which is really cool. I feel like I could talk to you forever. And I'm really excited about about where you're going. I had a similar, I feel like I had a similar conversation with Christina Giroux last November. And I was like, you're on the precipice of some crazy growth. I hope you know this. And she's like, thanks for saying that. And I feel the same way about you, Jordan. I'm just like, yeah. I feel like you're, the fact your lead instructor is already amazing. The fact that you're like leaning into your business. I've sent you messages before. Are you going to do this thing? And like, like, I just, I'm cheering you on all the way. Is there anything else you wanted to share either about fitness or your approach to teaching or anything that's coming up for you? I wanted to share if anyone is listening, and I know you resonate with this too, if you've been rejected or if anything has happened that has taken you off the path of how you thought your fitness journey should be, know that this is what it's meant to be. So if you hear a no or if you 
get your schedule adjusted or anything that just kind of hits you different. It was meant to be, and it might not feel like that right now, but it Mm -hmm. truly was meant to be your path. So stay the course, keep going and learn as much as you can. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love that. I feel like there's going to be a lot of people listening who are aspiring instructors or who are at a studio and they, excuse me, aren't feeling like it's like their home yet. And I think your story is a testament that like the never does or like the rejection doesn't mean never. It's just like a not now or not the right place. And like, actually, there's something better coming for you if you just don't give up on this dream and this journey. Okay, amazing. And where can people find you? We've talked about Instagram a lot, but uh, where can they find you? Connect with you, all the things. You can find me on Instagram. It's where I'm most active at Healthy Bunhead and TikTok also at Healthy Bunhead, which is amazing. The most amar- embarrassing thing to say out loud, but this is 2013 <laughs> Jordan's decision and this is what we roll with. Absolutely. I know. I'm always like, anytime I get a website URL or whatever, I'm like, am I committing to this for when I made the name of this podcast? I was like, are people going to make fun of me? Because it's yes, you can. And I want to be like, it's not toxic positivity. I swear to God. It's just like a phrase that empowers people. Yeah, no. So at Healthy Bunhead and you have all your links in your bio. And if you want to be inspired with a lot of joyful content, go see Jordan's profile and then do the vibe of the day. And if you get Healthy Bunhead, I'll be mad at you. I'll love you through it. Yeah, exactly. Okay, thank you so much, Jordan. And for everybody else, we will see you on the next episode of the Yes We Can podcast. Bye. Thank you, Hannah. Thanks for listening all the way to the end of the podcast, friends. A final reminder to register for those masterclasses if you want to level up going into the remainder of 2022. If you share these values-aligned approach of teaching that Jordan and I both have. If you want to learn how to build a passionate following and community of writers, and if you want to learn how to motivate in a way that feels magical, definitely register for those masterclasses November 6th and 8th. And again, Instructor Magic opens its doors on November 7th to the public. If you loved this one, I would so appreciate a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. That lets others know that, hey, this is a good podcast and it's worthwhile to listen to. If you really loved it, make sure to share with somebody you love who could benefit from a little magic and motivation in their lives. Thanks so much, friends, and have a great day.